what new actions are 130 plus schools from 28 states and 14 countries taking to make the world a better place? Our friends at Making Caring Common launched the Caring Schools Common Good campaign. Our conversation with HGSE and Making Caring Common's Rick Weisbord. This is the Harvard EdCast. Rick, you're one of my favorite guests to have on the EdCast. I think you, of all people in the past seven years, have been on the EdCast the most and guest hosted the most. So welcome back to it. Well, it's, I'm thrilled to be here. You know, I always love being here, Matt. And Rick, you know, you're here with some big news and some good news. Um, the work that you do is centered around caring, and you're launching something called the Caring Schools Common Good Campaign. And for those who don't know what that is, enlighten them. So, you know, we are at a point in time where a lot of us are feeling nervous about the fate of democracy. I mean, feeling like democracy is fragile, that we are becoming an increasingly fractured society, we're more divided, um, and we feel like we have to prepare young people to be constructive citizens who can mend those divides, who can begin to bridge those divides. So the main focus of this campaign is around this, around this question, which is challenging, which is how do we prepare young people to be caring, ethical citizens who can who can do better than we did and um, can uh, rebuild our society and rebuild our society in a way that protects people who are vulnerable and that is inclusive and uh, so that's that's what we're up to. That's our challenge. So that's a big question and a big challenge. And it looks like you're you're looking to schools and, and school leaders and teachers to help answer that that question and take on that challenge. A little bit about this specific campaign with how teachers and schools can kind of help to you know, bring that uh, work into their communities. So we, I mean, I should also just say that this stems in part from our, our from our turning the tide work, which is with college admissions. And in our college admissions work, you know, we now have about 200 colleges that are sending the signal to high school students that ethical character is important, concern for others, concern for the common good is important, and encouraging high schools to focus their students on investing in, in others, investing in the common good. So we, the signals, I think, are right for this. What, what we are asking high schools to do is we, we are giving them a set of options of things that they can do around inspiring concern for others, um, including using evidence-based character education programs, including sustained and meaningful forms of community service, exercises that help students talk across the aisle, talk to people who don't share their political and religious views that are sustained over periods of time. So a number of different options. We're also saying to high schools, you can come up with your own options um, if there are things that you want to generate. One of the things that we are requiring, or two of the things we are requiring, is that they have to be substantial, they have to be sustained, and we're asking schools to collect some data to see if they're working, um, whether, you know, students are finding their school environments more caring and constructive and whether students feel like they're developing skills that will help them become good citizens. Great challenge. Uh, Rick, what are some of the, the some of the feedback that you've gotten from the schools or some examples or anecdotes or, or ideas that they've had that have surprised you or animated you about this kind of work? Well, it, it's a great question. So we, I mean, the good news is that, you know, we're just sort of started getting started. We have about 100 schools that have already signed up. So, we're, you know, we have a good start. Um, you know, we want to be mainly focused on public schools. Independent schools can work a little more quickly, so independent schools have come on board first. One of the things that some of the independent schools have done that have surprised me and encouraged me is they have said, you know, we really uh, need to go beyond providing financial aid to our students, um, that we have to have 
a much broader sense of public purpose, that the, the gaps between our wealth and public school wealth are becoming unconscionable and, and stark, and we have to in, invest in communities way beyond our own community. And some of this, you know, some independent schools have said that, not most, but some, but that's been encouraging to hear. Um, I also am finding that a lot of schools are very interested in this question of talking across political divides. And they get that uh, this is really central to um, the future of our democracy, to young people preparing um, for democracy. So they're interested in having conversations with other public schools that are conservative, um, if they're liberal, or if they're conservative schools, having conversations with schools that are more liberal. Um, and, th and that's been encouraging. To see. It seems like the timing couldn't be more perfect. Yeah, the timing is great. For this, I'm, I'm only 34 years old, Rick, and I feel like this time right now, if, as a democracy, in in terms of how people are having conversations and echo chambers and Facebook news feeds and things like that, things are so fractured. This kind of work is necessary, and schools are the perfect place to begin that work on how to have these conversations. Well, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, there's a lot of data out there, research that suggests that adults don't change their minds very easily. <laughs> but kids do at least, right? They're but kids, forming. They're forming. Yeah. So you know, there's much more possibility to, um, well, to do two things, to, you know, to help craft the way young people think and to help them become critical thinkers, and inquirers and critical thinkers, um, but also to have them um, to have them practice different forms of discourse. Um, you know, right now we have these kind of this, this discourse going on in our public life that is, um, is so rigid and ideological and people are having so much difficulty really understanding each other across the divides. And, you know, we're not suggesting that high school students should agree with each other about everything. We, we, you know, very much, they should very much disagree. There are different values at stake. There are different ideologies here. But they should learn how to listen respectfully. They should learn how to distinguish between a different point of view and an immoral point of view. So, I mean, these are just very important things to learn early. You know, the name Karen, Caring Schools Common Good Campaign, it's just, it's just perfectly named for what we need in our schools right now. And Rick, you know, if people's appetite is wet with this kind of information and, and their interest is peaked right now, how can people get involved? How can people get in touch with you and Making Care in Common to figure out if they can be a school that can participate? Well, we would love to, you know, we would love for schools to get involved. There are a couple different options. I mean, I, we've been talking about concern for others, concern for the common good. Um, we also, um, but there are, other, there, there are two other goals of the campaign. One is to promote equity and access for low-income kids, especially in the college admissions process. So we do have high schools that are taking new steps to support low-income kids in the college admissions process. The other is reducing excessive achievement pressure in affluent communities. So some of our particularly wealthier schools, suburban schools, independent schools, are doing things like eliminating AP courses or encouraging kids to reduce the number of extracurricular activities they're involved in as a, a way of reducing excessive achievement pressure. So if you're a high school that is really interested in taking a significant step in, one of, in terms of one of these goals, I think you should go to Making Care in Common and you'll find information. Just Google Making Care in Common, find information about our campaign, 
And we would love to have you join, and we um, will be your ally and can provide you different kinds of support, and we can also connect you to other schools that are doing very exciting work. And we'll have the links on our website as well. Rick, as this work continues, looking months, years ahead in the future, what, what do you hope is the, the outcome of this? You know, what we're really hoping is to create a kind of positive contagion here, a, a kind of snowball effect, you know. So... We're hoping schools will, will step up and do courageous things. I mean, I think this is a time that demands schools, all of us, you know, not to do the same things we've been doing. Because if we do what we've been doing, we're going to end up exactly where we are now. And we got to do some different things and step out of our comfort zone and really think hard about um, what would it really mean to make concern for others concern for communities a priority in schooling, for example. What would that really mean day to day? And how do we construct a school environment that does that without um, compromising academic achievement? I don't think that academic achievement has to be compromised. Um, and we're hoping schools will do brave things, innovative things, that they will collect data to see if those things are working, and that that will prompt other schools to um, take new steps, do new things. Um, so that's, that's what I mean by a snowball effect, a, you know, a kind of positive contagion. And, um, you know, the early signs make me hopeful because there are a lot of schools for good, you know, f because they're inspired or because they're worried who are willing to take new steps. I would refer to you as a positive contagion, Rick, on the Ed School community. Thanks for being on the EdCast. You are a caring superstar and EdCast guest extraordinaire. Oh, Matt, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. This is the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.